0: Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and so glad that you have tuned in today. I know why you tuned in. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You tuned in because you want to win something. I mean, well, maybe you tuned in because you want to hear the news of the day. Uh, what's our listener at KCPC likes to say? We're hope with a little bit of headlines. Uh, we are looking at the events of uh, life through a biblical worldview, and today we have not one, but two different resources to give away and three different copies to get what's well, Everyone Wednesday right I mean that's the the beautiful thing about everyone Wednesday is everyone wins something Um, 800-227-5278 and we have lots of great things we have David Jeremiah calendars from uh, Turning Point Ministries we have a copy oh I think we may have given away all of the Dr. Charles Stanley books there's a devotional book that came out of course Dr. Stanley went home to be with the Lord earlier this year after turning 90 last September or October whatever it was And uh, Charles Stanley's ministry is still thriving. His son's kind of on the ropes, from what I understand. But uh, we have lots of things for you to win today. So if you want to start dialing in, Crystal's ready to take your calls, 800-227-5278. We've got a couple of devotionals, uh, one from a guy's perspective, one from a woman's perspective. But I think you're going to enjoy them. I really do. Uh, John Greco and Amy Meacham are going to join me uh, for these conversations today. Uh, We're going to get into something here first, though. And this is uh, something that I, I, it's a kind of a slippery slope. I, I guess that's the best way to describe it. Of technology, um, artificial intelligence, um, you know, the chat GPT world. And why it is so important for us in the body of Christ to, to tread lightly with this stuff. Um, you know, it, it's amazing when we look at scripture and we think of things like the mark of the beast and you know, the Antichrist and this, that, and the other thing. And you have to wonder. Well, how is that going to happen? I mean, we know that Jesus Christ is going to a, a return and appear, and one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Because he is omnipotent, because he is omniscient, and because he is omnipresent, he knows everything, he is everywhere, he can see everything. And, and that w- we understand that because he's God. You know, b- before the foundation of the world, he says, I am. The Antichrist, it's a whole different story, and it's amazing to me to see how lifelike, some of the, uh, what, what's the word we're looking for? Um, you know, when it comes to, say, mannequins, for example, you know, back in the old days, they would try to make them look like people, uh, kind of proportionate hands, legs, you know, torso, head, but didn't really get into the, the, the specifics of it. Look at the early video games and the graphics. We were watching a movie the other night uh, that was uh, well you know, 20, 30 years old. And we were amazed to see what the computer generated images, the CGI, uh, did, lo- what it looked like compared to what it looks like now. Nowadays, it does look so real. You know, you can go on amusement park rides where you don't move. You know, you're in that car, you're back and forth and this, that, and the other thing. and and but, but the images coming at you look so real. And then you see, I mean, what was that, uh, uh, I think Robin Williams was in some movie years ago about uh, uh, a robot. That was, uh, you know, kind of artificial intelligence, and he voiced the robot, I think. But the, the robot looked like a robot, you know, <laughs> kind of looked like R two D two, C three P O, something like that. Nowadays, you're seeing that the artificial intelligence and the, you know, imaging and things like that means that you can make these more lifelike figures, make them more human, and they're actually, you know, it'd be one thing to say, well, if I program the computer this way. And it just happened to look human. That's one thing. But you could control that fairly easily because the the computerized thing isn't going to do anything unless you tell it to do it. But what happens when you get into this artificial intelligence world where you give it a few ideas and it starts generating documents? It starts writing speeches, maybe term papers. I mean, God only knows. It's interesting in this uh, computerized world that we live in the number of peer-reviewed journals. You can tell that I have a daughter who just finished up a doctoral program, did a lot of this type of stuff. But any, if you have been through college recently and you have to go through those uh, screening services, I know Lisa did when she was finishing her undergraduate work last year. Um, or if you are, you know, just, I, I can't remember that there was one that was turnitin.com or something. That's a long time ago. But they literally, because there's so much opportunity for plagiarism online, People finding somebody else's work, copying and pasting it, and not sourcing it, then you wind up having to, uh, you know, uh, how do you vouch for it? But now it's actually even found its way into academia. A lot of these so-called peer-reviewed publications, journals, things of that nature, um, aren't really in fact written by people. As a matter of fact, there was one group that wanted to prove this point. They went out and they wrote a whole series of articles, claimed that they were peer-reviewed, submitted them into uh, these different places for public, you know, the, the academic world, the scientific journals and things like that. They have different rankings. And like if you get something published, like in science, for example, if it goes into uh, science or journal, or what's, one's called That's nature, it. I think, um, they those are like the highest level of uh, authenticity. And there was a lot of stuff that was bogus that was being promoted as being peer-reviewed, but they found some app that made it look like it was peer-reviewed. So, I mean, it's all, it's crazy. But you would be potentially surprised to see how this is actually infiltrating the Christian world in terms of churches and publishing and and things of that nature. Um, There are different... Applications that you can use that it can actually do a fairly good job of creating something. I, I've shared this story before, but my colleague John Rush, uh, Rush to Reason, KLZ, our sister station in Denver, AM 560. John has the toughest job of all of the Crawford broadcast hosts, I believe, because it is John's a Christian, very strong uh, man of faith, uh, business owner, and has been hosting a variety of different programs there. He's got several programs on KLZ. The guy's one of the hardest working men in the industry. But John is a, uh, he's on a conservative talk station as opposed to a Christian teaching and talk station. So when we get into um, conversations about faith and things like that, it's kind of uh, refreshing for John to be able to kind of stretch out and have that dialogue. But we were talking about ChatGPT, and I've shared the story before, but uh, we were doing a National Crawford Roundtable podcast. And I don't know how we got on the subject of AI, but John pulled up the chat GPT app and put together a presentation for a pro-life pregnancy center like a pre-born type of thing. say I was going to go to a pre-born clinic and we're going to uh, do one of the dedications. you know there's one of the one of the let's see one of the four um, at least, maybe close to five uh, ultrasound machines that we've donated to pre-born clinics this year because of support that you've raised. Uh, here on the Bottom Line Show. And if someone said, hey, Roger, we're going to do ribbon cutting, blah, 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 would you come out? I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll do it. And so I go out there and and they want me to give a presentation. John put together just some of the basics of the Sanctity of Human Life conversation, put it into the chat GPT, and it literally spit out an entire speech, a whole presentation. And he texted it to me during the uh, podcast. And I was reading it and thought, oh, my gosh, I mean, any one of us could give this talk and it would be accurate. And we would have artificial intelligence to thank. So how is this a bad thing, you ask? Well, let's suppose for just a second that you go to an app like ChatGPT and you punch in a bunch of information, like uh, one researcher did recently, where they were looking for scripture verses, Bible passages, that would support uh, same-sex, quote-unquote, marriage, for example. And they put in words like love and acceptance and tolerance and god forgives you whatever and they literally punched that into a chat gpt and it generated an ai version of scripture that looked like it was quoting bible and uh, chapter and verse from the the bible and it was amazing how many people even on the left you know who were like pro-lgbtq were like hey this is really weird because this is not in the bible but if I just read this and didn't know it was a chat GPT experiment, I would think it was in the Bible. Brothers and sisters, don't be surprised. Keep, a, uh, uh, keep an open mind, but keep an open eye and ear for this type of thing happening. Here in the People's Republic of California, it's only a matter of time before the state legislature passes a bill. They haven't done this yet, but there have been rumblings that it would be on the docket. To pass a legislative bill that would ban any sort of speech written spoken presented on video wherever that is detrimental to the lgbtq community in other words you can't see anything negative progressives use this all the time they, they hide behind this bully pulpit of saying okay i'm here to speak freely and i'm welcoming and i'm inclusive but if you say anything that is offensive to me that's violence and i'm a, i'm at risk and i'm in danger because you wait what, what what about your truth and my truth right I mean wouldn't it make sense that leftists who say that your truth my truth stuff by the way there's only one truth and the way the truth in the life is Jesus Christ the written word of God contains the morals and values that we need to live by and yet there are those on the progressive left even the progressive Christian left they would say oh no that's your truth and you know it's all subject to interpretation It was written by human beings blah 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 but the welcoming, inclusive crowd has no welcoming or tolerance for anything that disagrees with them. And that's something about progressivism that we have to be mindful of. In other words, they don't care about your Christian truth. Everything's fine as long as we all agree with me, is basically what they're here to say. So a pastor in Austin, Texas put this to the test. And this is a pastor of a church that's very rainbow flag friendly, uh, very you know, left-leaning, and the pastor there at this Church of Christ in uh, pa- Pastor J. Cooper, uh, excuse me, Methodist Valley Crown City Church, North Austin, the bluest of the rainbowest of the parts of Texas, literally punched in everything that they wanted to do in their worship service, and he said Chat GPT kicked out about a 15-minute service, which included a very short sermon in no time. It is very clear that a human element is still needed. I had to fill out the service with additional prompts and things like that, but there are so many different applications for AI. I just had the idea. What would it like to incorporate this into a worship service? And boy, did I find out. They did the AI-led service. And then basically, he said, it forced the congregation to ask the question, what is sacred? In other words, can AI communicate truth or does it just regurgitate information? Boy, I'll tell you, in these final days, Our discernment needs to be extra sharp because we are engaged in spiritual warfare. Now, if you're a pastor and you're using AI to help put your services together, be very careful because there are others who are going to do what they possibly can to knock Bible-believing Christians off course. Um, Speaking of Bible-believing Christians and staying the course, uh, coming up next, John Greco is going to join me. He has a, a brand new devotional that literally talks about the biblical truths related to the word of God, the Holy Spirit, the unity between scripture and your spiritual experience. And he calls it the sword and the spirit, a 40-day morning and evening devotional. It's a really cool looking cover too. Got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We will talk about why it's important for us in the body of Christ to not rely so much on AI and chat GPT, but rather to live Christian life in community with not only with our brothers and sisters in Christ, but also the sword and the spirit working together. He'll talk about what he means by that coming up next as the bottom line continues. 833-850 baby is the number to call. 833-850-2229 or go to kbrightradio.com. That's k b r i t e radio.com. Click on the banner for preborn and make your best donation right now. $25, $50, $100, it all counts towards saving babies lives. kbrightradio.com, hit the preborn banner right now. Today here on the bottom line we're going to get into a conversation about why it is so many people are having a hard time with spiritual warfare, with regarding the battles that we have to fight. Uh, John Greco is with me, and he's written another devotional. We had had him on last year to have a conversation about one of his in the Psalms. Uh, Today we're going to get into a new one that he's written called The Sword and the Spirit. It's a 40-day morning and evening devotional where we talk about living by the Word and walking by the Spirit, which we know we're supposed to do. I think most of us understand that concept, but it's not always easy to put into practice. John Greco, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. Oh,
1: thanks so much for having me. I would hate to hear you say
0: that you wrote this devotional book because you went through a really horrific experience with something like this. But I also understand, too, that none of us get the ministry we ever want. So what was the impetus for Sword and Spirit? It
1: wasn't anything so dramatic. I honestly, it was, this was a kind of a, strange thing you mentioned the the devotional that that I put out last year called the ascent and as i was discussing that with my publisher we just kind of had this you know very friendly back and forth about books that we'd love to see exist in the world but we've mm-hmm. never seen before right and this was and this was the concept that i had i said you know i'd love to see a devotional that kind of walks someone through the basics of what it means to walk by the spirit and what it means to live by the, the bible as their guide in their life right. so i've never seen where those two things are put together it's usually one or the other and the publisher then turned back to me and said, "Oh, great! So you're going to write that then?" And I, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so before long, I was on that project. Um, uh-huh. But, but yeah, it was a, it was a project that, like, you know, in my own life, just people had had, you know, I, I discovered that there are word people and there are spirit mm-hmm. people, and you know, usually they don't mix. And so yeah. I said, you know, what, that's not. That's not uh, that's not three dimensional Christianity. Let's put those back together.
0: I'm glad I'm glad you did, and I was only chuckling, not at your expense, but rather how many how many church council meetings I've sat on where someone comes and says we have this great idea for a ministry in the <laughs> church, and the first question they ask is, are you ready to be the the chair? You know, are you going to yes. run this thing? So, I mean, yes. that that's what you get for opening your mouth, John. But at yes. least you know we have a new book now here, which is great, yes. the Sword and the Spirit. Um, let let's talk about when as you put this together because you mentioned the two different types of people, and doggone it. This is something I think it's maybe it's an American concept. I don't know because you describe yourself as a as a Bible geek. For my hope now, people I did air quotes there. Um, you, you describe yourself that way. There are a lot of people who fall in that category, you know. And, and and it seems like there's this massive church that's all about the spirit. This massive church that's all about the word and Bible study and trying to get these two together. Is it the Capulets and Montagues? Is it the Hatfields and the McCoys? I mean, how where did you begin to say I've got to start fusing these two parts of the body together?
1: So in my own life, I've kind of, you know, I've kind of walked this balance between the two, honestly. Um, When I was a little kid, my mom got saved in a very, uh, very Pentecostal house church, Uh, you know, like in every stereotype you can imagine, you know, tambourine dancing in the aisle, you know, (laughs) and people had these people had these amazing, crazy stories that sounded like they came right from the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was just mesmerized. And then. Uh, a few years later, we had moved and we had found a, a church that was uh, much more conservative, traditional. And, you know, you'd hear things like, well, you know, God may do miracles, but, you know, if you if you want to hear God speak, you really should just read your Bible out loud. Right. Like, like, don't expect right. it for today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, and it was kind of like back and forth like that for me for most of my, you know, upbringing. And then uh, in college, I I had this experience where, you know, it was a very supernatural experience where I felt like God was calling me into ministry. Uh, I didn't know what that would look like, but I had this, you know, I would almost, I don't know if I would call it a vision, that's too strong, but I had this very strong impression one day on a, on a short-term mission trip where God um, kind of opened up the Bible on a table, and I had this, you know, this uh, thirst for God's word. I hadn't been that way before. I'd grown up in a Christian home, you know, gone to a Christian school, but I hadn't really been a student of the word. And all of a sudden it was like, you know, turning on a switch. I just couldn't get enough of it. I went home, changed my, changed my uh, university, changed my major, you know, whole life shift. Huh. Um, and so you'd say, okay, well, clearly I'm set on this very much more, you know, open to the things of the spirit path. Um, but the reality is, as I got into you know college and started studying scripture, I was drawn to the more conservative reform side of things and a lot of cessationist circles. And I was never a cessationist, but it was sort of that like, well, the Holy spirit stuff is weird. Let's just kind of keep that over to the side, you know, Mm -hmm. and I kind of lived like that and got very deep into the word and and found a career writing about God's word and teaching people and uh, just fell in love with scripture. Um, But God wouldn't let me go. It was kind of this like nagging thing that the more I studied, the more I read, the more I realized like, no, 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 there's more here. There's more to the Christian life than simply understanding the Bible and the story we're in. We're actually called to, you know, to actively be a part of the story God's writing. And to do that, you need to be walking with the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. John Greco is my guest today here on the Bottom Line, and his brand new devotional book is called "The Sword and the Spirit: A Forty-Day Morning and Evening Devotional." We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. dot com. John, I'm going to teach you a little bit about the first couple of entries in particular, because I would think being more of a sword guy and not so much a spirit guy. Not that the Holy Spirit didn't dwell, but it was like, yeah, the Holy Spirit is safely tucked inside my heart, and I won't let Him out. You know, I'm just like, I'm going to hold on to that thing, but you're encouraging us, of course, to do both. I would prefer my sword brain says, I want the sword entry in the morning when I can go out and conquer the world. I want the spirit thing at night when I'm resting. And yet you've kind of flipped the script a little bit. Was that intentional?
1: Yeah. So obviously the, the title of the book is The Sword and the Spirit. So you'd assume the sword comes first and then the spirit. But I, I, I intentionally put the spirit entries in the morning because... You know, it's it's kind of when we're out and about, when we're at our places of work, or we're home with the kids, or we're you know out of the you know out in public that you know I feel oftentimes in my own life that's when the Spirit is prompting me. You know, it's mm-hmm. that time where He mm-hmm. says, you know, He He prompts you to do you know kind of things that otherwise would be kind of weird, right? I don't know if you've ever <laughs> had this experience, but you know, you're out somewhere and God sort of says to you, like, tell that person over there in the corner that you've never met before and is a total stranger, tell them I love them. Mm. And you're like, I don't know, that's kind of weird. It's not really socially acceptable. (laughs) Right. But, you know, it's those kind of incidents that, you know, really kind of shape, you know, uh, what it means to to walk by the spirit. And I'm not saying that happens every day or that even to everybody, but um, but it's it's being open to God's active voice in your life and to uh, to know that, you know, just as you know, if you read, if you read the New Testament, right, you see kind of God, you see God working very actively in the lives of people. And we sort of, I don't know what it is, but we've come to believe like, well, he used to do that then. He doesn't really do that now. He's sort of given us his instructions Mm -hmm, and set us mm -hmm. loose and, you know, and, you know, nothing could be further from the truth. And so I wanted those spirit entries in the morning. So you'd be kind of prepped for the day to go, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you have for me today? You know, how Mm -hmm. are we going to partner together? What are you going to lead me into? Um, and then the sword entries are at night because, you know, there's, there's been plenty of studies that show kind of the last things we dwell on before bed kind of impact our rest and kind of impact how we, um, how we kind of start the next day. And so I said, what's better than, you know, promises from God's word, you know, yes. enduring truth, you know, that, that will stand the test of time. And so I said, you know, what's better than, than leaving, leaving uh, the day with um, something profound and, and and good and true about God's heart from his word.
0: Boy, John Greco is really touching on of nerves here today here on The Bottom Line by describing his brand new devotional book. Again, the title is The Sword and the Spirit. It's a 40-day morning and evening devotional, but this is the type of resource that will help you see the relationship between the two and how they're equally powerful so you don't have to say, I'm Team Sword or I'm Team Spirit. More to come in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. John Greco is my guest. And today we're talking about his brand new devotional called The Sword and the Spirit. It's a 40-day morning and evening devotional that uh, will really be a benefit to you as you are looking to grow stronger in your walk of faith. We have two copies, not one, but two copies of this devotional to give away. And it's everyone Wednesday. So of course, everybody who calls it's going to win something. But two copies of John Greco's devotional. Can't beat that. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, if you want to understand more about the sword and the spirit, in other words, doing battle with the forces of evil that are in the world, but also understanding that the Spirit of God is molding you and shaping you and, and helping you to grow stronger in your faith so that the battle doesn't force you to rely so much on the weapons of war, but rather on the power of the Spirit. I mean, of course, the weapons that we see in Ephesians 6 are all spiritual. But uh, that you know, Paul gives them kind of a physical representation to say, when you do battle, this is how you should do battle. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. More of my conversation with John Greco in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Boy, John Greco is really touching on all... Here today, here on the bottom line, by describing his brand new devotional book. Again, the title is "The Sword and the Spirit." It's a 40-day morning and evening devotional, but this is the type of resource that will help you see the relationship between the two and how they're equally powerful. So you don't have to say, "I'm Team Sword" or "I'm Team Spirit," which a lot of people, uh, I think, unfor- we don't unwittingly. John, I mean, you've you've written for a lot of you know Christian publications, and and that kind of was your job for the the longest and still is. I'm sure you. Re- there were certain groups of people that you wrote a certain way for, because like you mentioned before, if you think Pentecostal, oh my gosh, that's filled with the spirit. And if you think, you know, Baptist or, you know, Lutheran or something like that, far more interested in exegesis verse by verse, that type of thing. But what what is the old uh, saying is, you know, they're both wings on the same bird, you know, when you get right down to it, and that's what you're helping us to see.
1: Yeah. It's funny. You know, I used to, my kind of, my MO has always been wherever I've worked or wherever I've been you know, helping with content is I'm going to stick close to the text, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can't really argue, right? If you get, if you get close to the text and this is what it says, then it can be, you know, cause it's, it's sort of funny. It's sort of a funny thing. People who are, you know, lean more word, right. They, it's like, well, have you read this thing? There's some crazy <laughs> stuff that happens. This is not uh, right. you know, some, some, you know, polite Victorian novel. This is, you know, this is filled with some from, some out of this world, crazy heavenly things that happen to people and that God is doing, you know, in this book. So if we stick to the text, guess what? It's going to be pretty spirit filled um, <laughs> and, and vice versa. Right. You know, what if I'm writing for more, um, you know, spiritual crowd, a more charismatic group, then, you know, I mean, they're not going to, they love God's word. They're not going to, that's, that's why they believe the way they believe. So they're not going to argue if you stick close to the text. Um, but, but the funny thing is, what I've discovered is, you know, it's not as clear. The lines are not as clear, right? I, you know, I have yet to meet uh, a cessationist. Well, I shouldn't say that there, I'm sure there are, but but very few cessationists, when you really press them on it, they'll tell you they believe God heals. They'll mm-hmm. tell you that really mm-hmm. God can do anything, right? Yeah. They're not they're not close off to miracles and to spiritual gifts that are, you know, more of the um the, the more miraculous type. Um and, and vice versa, right? If you talk to if you talk to a charismatic, they're not gonna they don't they don't hold up prophecy as equal to scripture, right? They don't they, they they're they're Bible people deep down. And so, you know, there really isn't this big divide um I, I like to say it's it's really going to be the bible that unites us in the end right mm. it's god's word that's going to draw us together mm-hmm. uh, we may not always agree on how to interpret every passage but the more we dig in together the more we are going to find we have in common and when we get to those difficult passages that can be interpreted more than one way you know in our limited human capacity we'll have grace for one another we'll say yeah i can see where yes. you're coming from there um because it is a difficult passage so
0: yeah, that's beautiful. I I love that sentiment. I love the encouragement that we're hearing from John Greco today here on The Bottom Line. The brand new devotional is called The Sword and the Spirit. It's a 40-day morning and evening devotional where you have a more spirit-driven uh, passage and thought reflection and even a scripted prayer as well at the for the morning time reading and then the evening it's it's the uh, it's all about the sword of the lord and the word of god and i highly commend this book to you we've got a link for the book up at the bottomlineshow.com uh, john we have been talking about this devotional you know in in ways that i think it seems pretty practical you you've ter- used the term cessation and I, I didn't want to get too much further in the conversation without giving you a chance to kind of Describe a little more specifically what you mean, because I know some people might think, wait, does that mean my
1: state wants to leave the union or something like that? (laughs) (laughs) Talk talk about what you're referring to when you talk about cessationism. Not not secession, but cessation. So there there are people who would say that they're they're Christians, they love the Lord, but they would say that they believe the... the the, many of the spiritual gifts the ones that are supernatural in nature you know healing and tongues and prophecy Mm -hmm. um miracles that they are you know they ceased with that apostolic generation right so when the when that first generation of apostles died out um that those gifts ceased because by that point you know the new testament documents had been written and then you know we had kind of a complete bible and so that wasn't really necessary so that's states Mm -hmm. but it's not common elsewhere in the world elsewhere in the world you know that's very it's a very rare view to hold um but you know i argue in in the book you know that that's not really if you read the bible carefully and faithfully it's really hard to come to that conclusion right Um, again i'm not i don't want to throw shade at anybody who holds that right i mean i'd love to have that conversation because it's fascinating um but but i really you know if you read the if you read the new testament and you know and give it a, a fair hearing it's really hard to come to that conclusion, yeah. you know. Um, so anyway, so this book is written from a continuationist perspective. The idea that all of the gifts uh, mentioned in the New Testament are available to believers today, and the Holy Spirit that you know who's working in Acts is still working very much the same way today. Hmm.
0: It's great an encouragement for those who are wrestling with that issue about, you know, is it one or the other? And and this is definitely a resource that John Greco has written. that's a both-and book, as I like to say. The Sword and the Spirit, a 40-day morning and evening devotional, where you begin to see, you know, the Word of God for the what the power of the Word of God really holds, but also you see the Spirit of the Lord. And ironically, one of the first verses, I actually it's in your first, uh, the day one reading, I believe, is Second Corinthians 3.17. Talk about how that kind of... It, it doesn't win the argument per se. It's not like saying, okay, which is better, you know, person of the spirit or person of the sword, but it it does kind of set the table for helping us to
1: understand why this conversation is so necessary. Yeah. So that verse that you mentioned is, you know, now the Lord is spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm -hmm. And so the, in that, in that, entry you know the 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 point I'm making is simply that the freedom that's talked about there is not you know it's not the freedom that we often think of like I can do whatever I want yay, right, no right. no restrictions no limits no rules yeah it's not that it's the freedom to be the you know the human beings we were created to be like all of us you know apart from Christ have been um left to wander we all kind of do things that in the final analysis aren't very human they're very um they're very you know wicked in, in many ways and they're they're certainly um dehumanizing the ways, the ways that we tear each other down, tear ourselves down. And one of the things that the spirit does when he comes into your life is he restores your ability to connect with God and restores Mm -hmm. your humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, in that sense, I don't think that's something that people on either side of the fence are going to argue about. They're going to say, of course, Christ makes us, you know, restores, uh, you know, that the image of God that we were made to bear, right? Right. We, We get to be people who imitate Christ, who is the perfect image of God. And, you know, it's, it's only by the power of the spirit that that happens. So there, you know, there are some people that say, well, that's not very supernatural. It's like, are you (laughs) kidding me? That's the most supernatural thing there is, you know? Right. Um, And so, you know, so that was, you know, as I thought about how to start out this book, that was something I said, let's, let's enter into that most basic, you know, because it, because that's how the Bible starts, right? The Bible starts by saying we are made to bear God's image. That's our job. That's who we are. It's our identity. And so, you know, the Holy Spirit comes to restore that. I think it's just, you know, it's one of those key foundational things.
0: John Greco is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. Uh, we've got a link for John's website up at the BottomLineShow.com. in addition to the book called The Sword and the Spirit, a 40-day morning and evening devotional, and we'll be giving away a copy or two at the end of our conversation today here. But John, as we begin to angle in that direction, uh, let's talk about best practices for using this. I can see couples using this. I can see families using this. I, I can even see maybe a Bible study, you know, a, a group. Of, it, it, the 40 days, of course, it's a nice, great spiritual number where you're yeah. thinking Terms of Lent, or you think in terms of Advent. What what did you have in mind when you were, were crafting these uh, these resources?
1: Yeah, so you know, my goal with anything I write is I want to make it accessible. So this is this is a little different than some of the devotionals that you know some of your listeners may be familiar with. Um, every entry is a little bit. It's a little bit inspirational, a little bit encouraging, but it's also a little bit of a Bible study. You know, I'm hoping that in each one, I'm kind of drawing your attention to something maybe you didn't consider before, or some yeah. little bit of cultural background stuff that that you may not have ever heard. And so, you know, it is it is fitting for you know groups for Bible studies that sort of thing. The 40 days, yes, definitely it was kind of like this could be something that you did over Lent. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, 40 days, uh, it just worked out as I started mapping out the different passages that I wanted to cover. It was like, oh, I'm a, I'm I'm at about 40. That makes sense. And so. Um, and this is kind of a traditional publishing paradigm, right? It's a 40 day devotional. And so I said, let's, let's get into that mold. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, this is something it's not, you know, no one's going to penalize you if you don't do it every day for 40 days, <laughs> nothing like that. They're not, they're not dated. So it's not that this only works on January 12th, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Um, it's really, it's really, you know, my hope is that, you know, it becomes, a, it becomes a habit morning and evening, but it's not the kind of thing that I want anybody beating themselves up uh, for if they, if they miss it. And, you know, if they don't do it um, the way it's prescribed.
0: John, what's the feedback been like from people who are saying, hey, I was in camp A or B, and this kind of helped open my eyes to the fact that it's camp both, not just either or.
1: Yeah, there's been some of that. I, I you know, as I hear from people, as, I, you know, the devotional has been out for, for just a a week or two, um, you know, I'm starting to hear from people, and that's that's kind of what they're telling me, right? They're saying, I used to be in this camp, and I never mm-hmm. really thought about this side of things, but the truth is most of the people that i've uh, engaged with they've told me they're hungry for this you know they're they're mm-hmm. hungry for they understand the christian life is supposed to be you know by the by the word in the spirit walking by the spirit you know in with god's word every day um and so they're not you know it wasn't i really haven't convinced anybody i don't think it's yeah. sort of been it's sort of been more of you know oh i'm so glad there's this resource because it's allowing me to to kind of uh, touch on each side of things without sacrificing the other i mean mm. the truth is the truth is the holy spirit's the author of the bible so it's not like you know if you're a word christian you're devoid of the spirit no no if you're soaking in god's word guess what you're spoken you're soaking in the words of the spirit that's yes. one of the most spiritual things you can do um, <laughs> and so it's just kind of recognizing what scripture says has always been there
0: mm. Beautifully put, and a great way to conclude our conversation again. John Greco has been my guest. The brand new book is called The Sword and the Spirit. It's a 40-day morning and evening devotional link for up at the thebottomlineshow.com. John, thanks for the uh, the great work that you did on this resource, and good to connect with you again from all of us here at The Bottom Line Show. Uh, blessings to you and your family, and thanks for being with us today.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Good to talk to you,
0: Roger. Well, what a great dialogue and a helpful uh, conversation today with pastor and author John Greco. Uh, The book is called The Sword of the Spirit, a 40-day morning and evening devotional. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And we have not one, but two copies of this book to give away here on this Everyone Wednesday, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line, Two copies to give away here on this Everyone Wednesday, and we have yet another author waiting in the wings, Dr. Amy Meacham, and I will be having a conversation coming up at the top of the hour. So if you're not on the winning side of this one, you've got an excellent chance of winning Amy's book. And if you didn't win either one of those, call Crystal and win something because it's Everyone Wednesday. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, an update on a story that's a, we'll kind of, It gives you a perspective as to what this battle, this sword and spirit battle is really entailing and why it's important for us to check in on our friends and neighbors, to keep up with what's going on and even to go so far as to ask those difficult questions that nobody wants to really talk about. But somebody needs to. If we really love each other, we will ask those hard questions. The story about a pastor and uh, murder charges. That's coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives.
2: The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Call
0: 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970 or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services for simply better alternatives. My thanks again to John Greco for joining me today here on The Bottom Line. The past half hour, we've been discussing his brand new devotional book. It's called The Sword and Spirit, The 40-Day Morning and Evening Devotional. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And we have not one, but two copies to give away here on this Everyone Wednesday. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. You know, the spiritual warfare that's happening in the world right now is just really intense. I mean, and you see it in a lot of different places. You see it in the Middle East where Israel is being put upon by Hamas and Hezbollah and all the surrounding nations there that would seek to do her harm. We think of the Americans who have been uh, stranded there. Grateful those two hostages were released last week, um, knowing that there are more still to be released, and we are hoping and praying for that to uh, that deliverance to take place. But we know that the the spiritual warfare that's going on all the rockets, all the bombs, all the missiles. I was looking at uh, a post from Victor Marks at All Things Possible Ministries the other day, and uh, he got a picture. He and one of his colleagues were on a uh, were on a rooftop. And uh, looking over Jerusalem, and th- at that moment, Hamas launched another hundred missiles. And it's, the picture spectacular because these guys are lifting up their hands in prayer. The Iron Dome is intercepting all of the missiles. But can you imagine? I mean... I know people, we have relatives, my daughter Emily and uh, her husband Brian, grandson Isaac, live in Conroe, Texas now. And we were talking the other day about a rainstorm that they had. And Brian said it was crazy because their next door neighbors had just put in a pool and they had a deck and a little table and they had one of those uh, big umbrellas, you know, connected to the table. And he was at home working because he works from home. And uh, there was a lightning strike, and he was talking to his neighbor about it shortly thereafter. And the neighbor said, oh, yeah, it was wild. The lightning strike struck the pool umbrella and literally just, you know, like on the cartoons, right? It hits it. It all comes down to the the dust. You think, oh, my goodness, that's so crazy that something like that would happen. And for his, you know, born in Arizona, raised in California mentality, he'd never seen anything like that. And he says, wow, I just it was just wild to see that type of thing hit. You know, a lot of times, I think in the Christian life, we don't have any concept of how great the attacks are of the enemy. I think lightning, of course, is something that occurs in nature. But I wonder how many people, if something like that did happen and there was some kind of damage, would really know what to do. You know, I, I when I think about that, I think how sad it is that there are people in the faith who are wrestling with problems like that? Maybe being attacked or put upon, you know, by the enemy. And we don't know what they're going through. We don't know the struggles that that their family is facing. And uh, I came across a story recently about a a, a pastor who um, is in custody now uh, for attempted murder. And it's such a tragic story. I wanted to share it with you just as a cautionary tale because I know we all know people in our worlds who either think they've got it all together and their life is so perfect, or we see someone who might feel a little different, (laughs) might look a little off, and the question is, do you reach out to that person knowing that you might get an earful, or um, do you just sidestep? Uh, The reason I have a heart for this is when I was doing my pastoral internship and then eventually got into serving as associate pastor of my former church, um, it was amazing to me how usually I was the assisting pastor, um, and, and then our senior pastor would do the preaching. That meant that afterwards, our church is a handshake church. You know, the pastor goes to the back door, the main entrance, and as people file out, everyone gets to shake the pastor's hand, say, "I liked your sermon," or "No, it was kind of long," <laughs> you know, whatever it is. But then the other of us would stay up at the altar, and uh, well, the 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 kneeling rail, communion rail. And then the altar right behind it, and anyone who needed prayer would come up for prayer. And so there were a few people who would come up on a fairly regular basis, and other people, you know, never show up. But then there's always the one or two people who come up, and their whole life is just a catastrophe, and and your heart just breaks for them because you can see that they might be dealing with uh, maybe a loss of a loved one, and it really just kind of sent them for a loop, or maybe there's uh, you know some mental uh, challenges, uh, emotional instability, whatever it is and you hear all about their life story and you pray and pray and pray and and just you know sometimes ask god why is this happening to her why is he going through this you know that type of thing but i thought to myself you know if i were a congregant here as opposed to a pastor um would i be as involved would i be as engaged and what if i could do something about it like in the case of this pastor in kansas um there were some financial problems that were hitting his family pretty hard and when you hear about what the remedy could have been in this case it makes you wonder what kind of what was going on in his mind and what kind of spiritual warfare was actually taking place um matthew lee richards is 41 years of age he served as the church uh children's pastor at a place called crossroads christian church um and he had moved on from there. He uh, served as the children's pastor for a number of years and then he and his wife, um, they they lived in Shawnee. Uh, His wife had become uh, the director of the Crossroads Christian Church Preschool and then they have a thing called Parents' Day Out. Um, Pastor Richards had moved on from the church and was working as a seventh grade English teacher at a place called Christ Preparatory Academy. He had been doing that since 2020, and the family had moved into a four-bedroom, 2.5-bathroom home in Shawnee in December of 2016. So at the time, he was working at the church. His wife was working at the preschool, you know, two-income family. They're making it work, and then in 2020, his church position ended, and he went to go work at the uh, the Christ Preparatory Academy, and because 2020 was 2020, it's a good chance that uh, the church went through some downsizing because of a... Uh, uh, you know just what was going on and um so he wound up taking a different job i mean a lot of people wound up taking different jobs we're gonna take a quick break and i want to talk about why on september 16th of this year he felt it necessary to wake his family up at three forty-five in the morning and try to kill them his wife and all five of his children and when you hear the reason why and when you hear what the remedy is your heart will break i guarantee it Uh, We'll talk about that on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues.
3: When you were in an accident, Stephanie Cover of Cover Law is the only personal injury attorney you need. Stephanie talks to victims all the time who wish they would have signed with her first. Unfortunately, once you've signed a retainer with a different attorney, Stephanie can't represent you. So it's crucial to have Stephanie's number handy now and make the smart call the first time. Stephanie is the right attorney to represent your personal injury claim, specifically because she worked for insurance companies for 20 years, so she knows the best questions to ask and when. Stephanie knows when things don't sound accurate, and she knows when she's being deceived. Stephanie is a Christian, and telling the truth is vital, so she holds professionals to that standard, too. Stephanie's unique blend of skill, expertise, and compassion get you real results. Bookmark Stephanie's website now so you don't have regrets and pass it on to your friends and relatives who will need it. Just go to kbrightradio.com slash today to set up a free consultation. That's kbrightradio.com C-O-V-E-R.
0: Welcome back to the bottom line show. Roger Marsh here on everyone Wednesday and everyone right now is calling in for a copy of uh, John Greco's outstanding devotional book called the sword and the spirit. It's a 40 day morning and evening devotional. We have not one, but two copies of this book to give away at 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 227 5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, two copies of this devotional and when we talk about spiritual warfare and having the sword of faith and the breastplate of righteousness, or the shield of faith, breastplate of righteousness, um, it's important to, this is the sword of the spirit. Uh, when I think of this story involving um, this the Richards family, and uh matthew lee richards 41 years of age was working as a seventh grade teacher at a christian prep school in shawnee kansas he had been with crossroads christian church there previously as the children's pastor left that position in 2020 and became uh, a seventh grade teacher teaching seventh grade english at christ preparatory academy or preparatory academy his wife was the director of the preschool at their church crossroads christian church and in 2016 december of 2016 they purchased a home in Shawnee, Kansas. Four bedrooms, two and a half bath. There's a picture up at thebottomlineshow.com. And um, they, that's where they lived. That's where they lived until September 16th, when on the morning of that day, early in the morning, we're talking, what, 3.47 a.m., investigators say that they were called along with the local fire department to the pastor's home. There was a report of a disturbance and a house fire there. They soon discovered that the pastor's children and his wife suffered what they described, I'm quoting here, as laceration injuries of varying degrees. His wife and two children were hospitalized. His 19-year-old son, along with two other children, were released from the hospital. According to the affidavit, police received several 911 calls from neighbors about Richard's attack. One of the callers, in fact, was one of the children. And the children said, quote, my dad's chasing us around with a knife. In the background, the dispatcher wrote in their report that they they heard a, a fire alarm sounding. Another caller said, please come help. I've been stabbed. When she made that call, they realized, okay, two of the guy's kids are calling us. This is serious. By the time police got to the scene the Richards home, there was smoke billowing from the house and an explosion had blown out the garage doors. According to one of the children who gave this, uh, uh, report to officers. Once they got there, everybody was in bed and dad came around and was stabbing everyone. This was one of the sons. Uh, they all ran outside after and He said, I ran out after my dad stabbed me. Uh, Mr. Richards was treated at the hospital for smoke inhalation and then gave an interview when he was uh, arrested and charged. And he said, I stabbed my family. Incredible. Um, There is a benefit fund set up by the church for the Richards family. Um, There was no comment from the church or the prep school where Pastor Richards worked But let me spell this out for you. And this, anybody who's worked with Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial will give you the same advice here. They bought their home. I mentioned four bedroom, two and a half bath home, Shawnee, Kansas, two story job. They bought it in December of 2016. But in November of 2022, a foreclosure petition had been filed on the home. See where this is going? Basically... The pastor had learned that not only had the home been foreclosed upon, but the bank had put it up for auction because they just wanted someone to buy the house, take over the mortgage. And so in June of 2023, the house was sold. The family had until September 16th to vacate the premises. And on the morning of September 16th, Pastor Matthew Lee Richards woke up, planted a fire explosion to go off in their garage to try to burn the house down after he stabbed his wife and five children to death. And the reason he gave in, his, uh, uh, in the affidavit, he told police that he attempted to murder his wife and children by stabbing them and setting the house on fire be- with them inside because, quote, he thought it would be better if they all died rather for than his kids to have to deal with the trauma of being homeless. Uh, according to detectives, the defendant said that he had not been honest with his wife regarding their financial situation and that they had not, they were supposed to be evicted that very day. They hadn't packed anything. No one in the family knew except him spouses must talk to each other about finances. There's no question about it. And husbands, if you love your wives, you will bring her into that conversation. Wife, if your husband isn't really great with finances, still bring him into that conversation. But brothers and sisters, look, here's a family of seven people whose lives were completely turned upside down. You know what the balances do on the mortgage, by the way? At the time of the foreclosure, their mortgage was $155,429. $155,429. At the very least, they could have sold this house before it went to foreclosure and found a place to rent. But what do you think was keeping Pastor Matthew Lee Richards from doing that? Do you think it was his ego, perhaps? Do you think it was insecurity? Do you think it was spiritual warfare? I mean, think about it for just a moment. What leads us to do the things we do like that, and what are our priorities? As the head of the household, I would hope that this pastor's priorities would have been for the well-being of his wife and his children. But you'd be amazed what happens when people are facing financial pressure. If there's someone in your world that's facing financial pressure right now, this kind of financial pressure, if you know about it, what are you doing to help them? Speaking the truth in love, of course. But if you don't know about it, how would you feel? Can you imagine what the Richards family's friends felt like not knowing that this is the kind of weight this guy was carrying around. Lord, please help us to see and hear the people who are crying silent cries for help, desperation, situations that seem so hopeless, but actually have a very feasible and plausible solution. And help us as individuals when we face those tough times to not face them with our back against the wall, but with our knees to the ground and our eyes lifted to you for a solution. Help us not to get so hung up on the things of this life that we wind up missing out on the true joy of living in the next. We ask all these things that Jesus' precious and powerful name and all God's people said, amen. For our KCBC audience, uh, off to Rabbi Schneider and discovering the Jewish Jesus for y'all. Uh, we've got Bottom Line Show Extra coming your way tonight at 7 p.m. on AM 770 KCBC. For those who remain on the network, when you have the ups and downs of life, and they can be challenging. Maybe it's an unexpected financial challenge. Maybe it's a, an unexpected divorce that turns your whole world upside down. Is it possible that you could still trust God with every breath? Dr. Amy Meacham is going to join me on the other side of this break to talk about her new devotional book that that's the title of, Trusting God with Every Breath, Find Hope for the Ups and Downs of Life. And we have a link for that book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We'll talk about it coming up next as The Bottom line continues. One of the biggest challenges that people face in life is the fact that we want, our minds are geared toward order. We serve a God who is a God of order, not of chaos. And yet at the same time, it feels like there are curveballs coming at you every step of the way. How is it that we in the body of Christ do a better job of being able to trust God, especially when we're facing some of these challenges? Well, Amy Meacham is an author. She's a speaker. She's a teacher. As a matter of fact, we're catching her in between classes. As a matter of fact, here today on The Bottom Line Show to talk about a brand new devotional she's written called Trusting God With Every Breath, 365 Daily Devotions for Women to Find Hope for the Ups and Downs of Life. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Amy Meacham, welcome to The Bottom Line Show today.
4: Thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege.
0: Well, we're grateful to have you here, especially, but I don't, this may be a first for us is to be able to have a bottom line show guest who's not only an author, but also uh, someone who's literally talking to us at school while she's in the middle of teaching. Now you don't have kids in the classroom (laughs) while, while you're on the phone with us, do you?
4: No, I was able to sneak away, uh, so thank you for that. Okay. (laughs) I love teaching, Mm
0: -hmm. but yeah. Now, you homeschooled your kids, though, and then God called you in the classroom again. Talk about what that transition was like, because you want to talk about curveballs. I'm sure there were a lot of times when you said, hey, homeschooling was a challenge, but I liked it, but now God's calling me to grad school, and um, all of a sudden, here I am teaching.
4: Yeah, it was um, real funny. When my my oldest son was real little— um, we just, I just had this impression from God that I needed to homeschool and I was like, no, I do not want to do that. I was kind of kicking and screaming. I do not mm-hmm. want to be that. Um, but God was like, no, no, come on, trust me. And I said, fine, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I did it, and I loved it. I loved it because God always knows best. He always has our best interests interest. Yeah. In heart. He sees down the road, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did that for then 10 years with my kids, um, we, uh, we did lots and lots of things with other people. We led groups from new moms that were homeschooling. We did PE. We did field trips. We did a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so yeah, God had the anointing on me for 10 years and then it left. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I said, okay, I think
4: it's time for the kids to go to school. So, mm-hmm, so yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
4: that's when I went back and got my master's in teaching and then um, went and found a teaching job and then got my doctorate last fall. So, yeah. Oh, I, congratulations. I love, I love teaching. No,
3: so thanks.
0: Congratulations. Well, I th- that's wonderful to see how the progression has happened. And if anybody understands the curveballs in life that uh, can be thrown at us, it's Dr. Amy Meacham. Talk about this book, this devotional, because there are so many, I mean, every day is a different challenge and there are lots of opportunities opportunities for us to have really good just kind of be on a winning streak for God and then I remember there was a woman in my church a few years ago she was in her early 90s and I gave her a hug on the handshake line out the after service one Sunday I said Louise how are you doing and she looked at me and she kind of stepped back and shrugged her shoulders and she said I'm kind of in a spiritual slump right now and I thought oh I like that the way she described it because hadn't given up hope but you know it, it's tough I mean it Talk about how you came up with the concept for this book and what it's like to put together devotions, knowing that you're reaching out to a lot of women who are saying, yeah, I, there are days when I feel like I'm in a spiritual slump.
4: Yeah, you know, and that's real life. Sometimes Christians, we all think life is perfect, you know, we on this perfect face, but real life is real life. And God came for us because we were broken. I mean, if Mm. we weren't broken, we wouldn't need Him and His redemption, right? Um, So, yeah, it was literally about a dozen years ago when my life fell apart. Like I said, I had four kids Mm. and um, homeschooling and everything. And my um, husband of 20 years, my high school sweetheart, had said to me one Sunday morning before church that he had always been gay. Um, And I just Mm. had no idea. Like, it Mm. literally... I mean, I didn't even really register with my brain because I, you right. know, why would you ever think to hear that? Um, I didn't know anybody else that it happened to, you know, and we had four kids. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And so, mm-hmm. that just led into a year like none other. So, talk about curveballs. That was yeah. my biggest one. Um, I had some kids. The kids suffered as a result. We're still having the repercussions today. Um, Mm -hmm. That was also my first year teaching. So Mm. that Mm -hmm. was hard. My first year out of the house was a real job. That meaning, you know, but a job outside the house. So um, our dog died. I mean, it was bad. It ended Mm. in divorce. So that whole year was just atrocious. But like you said, when, when life throws us curveballs, when we say we're feeling stagnant or we're feeling like we're not... Um, deep with God right now, I mean, when you're in a deep, dark place like I was in, and what can you do? You can turn to yourself, or you can turn to God. And Mm -hmm. when you're in a deep, dark place, God is there for you, and He's more close than He is when things are going really well, right? Because Mm -hmm. all we can do is trust Him, because we can't even see where we're stepping on the path. But God is right there with you. Um, and so that's what led me to write all these devotions for people, because we live in a broken world, and we need to be reminded constantly that God is with us, He never leaves us, and He's always, always there for us.
0: It's interesting talking with Dr. Amy Meacham today here on The Bottom Line. Her brand new devotional book is called Trusting God with Every Breath. 365 Daily Devotions for Women. Find hope for the ups and downs of life and what she just described. I mean, those uh, I wouldn't just put them in ups and downs category. We're talking major overhaul. Wow. Didn't see that semi truck, you know, on the path of salvation. I mean, just wow. I mean, just hit you hard. And yet one of the verses you include in this book, I love it from Psalm 46, uh, where the psalmist writes that God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. And I, I wonder how you are conveying this to other women who are saying, okay, that's tough. And I, you know, we've all been through our ups and downshares, but what kind of response have you been getting from the women you've been encouraging in your online uh, devotionals, which we'll put up at the bottomlineshow.com and from those who are starting to read this 365 daily devotional?
4: Yeah. I mean, I'm just reminding them and they're talking to me about how they're reminded how God is so faithful. When you take that verse, Psalm 46, 5, God is within her. She shall not be moved. It's like you know, um, every single day we have a choice. Are we going to be moved into a really bad mood because things don't go our way? Are we going to be moved to fear because we don't know what's coming when our kids do something to us or whatever? Are we going to be moved to um, just thinking only within ourselves because life is just way too hard and we just can't handle it anymore? What are we going to do? And so you have to look to the faithfulness of God um, when you're in those dark spaces because you know you have to train your brain to remember how faithful God is to you. He's in all those little details he's in the the friend that calls you on the phone the little note that you get or the flowers that all of a sudden you see or the music that pops on the radio or you know the friend that you happen to run into i mean god orchestrates all of these details in our lives and he is so faithful um it's really important that we remember all of those things because otherwise we rely on ourselves and ourselves are not good to rely on are they we get selfish. (laughs) we get in bad moods you know you want to just curl in bed and die sometimes when you're just in such agony right um And those fears and those lies that we listen into our head, those are from the devil, and he wants to keep you down. He wants to keep you um, not being able to be, you know, showing God's love to other people. He wants to keep you as not a witness for the Lord, but if you can focus on God then you will be able to overcome those things, um, because in our own strength, it's absolutely impossible. So yes, mm-hmm. God is within her. She will not be moved. You don't want to be moved um, from away from the Lord, because when we're with Him, then all things are possible.
0: Dr. Amy Meacham is our guest today here on The Bottom Line. This brand new devotional book is one I highly recommend. It's called Trusting God with Every Breath, 365 Daily Devotions for Women. Find hope for the ups and downs of life. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Amy, a moment ago, you mentioned that after your husband's revelation, it led to a bitter divorce, a big challenge for the kids and for you. How are things in that situation now progressing i mean in terms of especially how tough it's been for your kids and how has that influenced the types of things that you're trying to encourage other people through because i know that sometimes what's at the uh, uh, the old expression the faults we find in others are usually our own you know that's why they're so easy to spot but yeah. sometimes sometimes when we're going through a, a really down season you're amazed at what god brings out of it in terms of how you can encourage somebody during your pain
4: Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And honestly, that is what led me to this blog that is from um, what I built my devotions on. Because one day I just had this impression from God that I just need to write you know, a little bit. This is not, my blog is not about me, me, me. No, no, no. Everything that I write is like these little nuggets that God just gives me that. Can help anybody with anything in life. It's just, you know, just putting your focus back on, on God, not listening to those lies in your head, um, trusting Him and all of that. So that's why, that's where all the devotions come from to help encourage, um, us to live in the freedom that God gives us to be victorious because oftentimes we, we honestly live defeated, don't we? Like, oh, man, <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we're, we're like the rest of the world. And really, what's the difference <laughs> between Christians and the rest of the world if we are going to be just like them? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The world, the market, the stock market, the price. Get, I mean, we're just complaining all the time. We're not living in the victory God has for us. And um, Meaning we just need to focus on focus on God, God got this. And, mm-hmm. You know, we have all these burdens. But, you know, we all say, hey, I'm going to give my burdens to God. Mm. we do but then what do we do the next minute we pick Mm -hmm. it right back up because guess what we we can do better than god or we want to know everything right i'm the kind of person that has to have all my ducks in a row you know (laughs) so Mm -hmm. the fact that my whole family was ripped apart it's like this is not in my picture like when i was six and thinking about my future you know this is not in my picture so Um,
0: But yeah, so did I answer your question? Amy Meacham is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. Her book is called Trusting God with Every Breath. 365 daily devotions for women. You can find hope for the ups and downs of life. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. More to come in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. You know, I'll never forget the moment I met my grandson, Isaac. It actually wasn't in the delivery room. That was the first time I held him. But the first time I actually met Isaac was when I went with his mother to her ultrasound appointment, and the ultrasound technician showed us a picture of that eight-week-old baby in the womb. Uh, You know, I encourage you to contact Preborn right now and make a donation to provide that same experience for another family. Maybe there's someone in your family who's expecting a child right now. They've had the ultrasound. You've seen the picture, you've heard the heartbeat, and you think, wow, how can I bless someone else studies show that 83 percent of the women who go to a preborn clinic and see that ultrasound either choose to become mothers and raise the children on their own or release the child for adoption it cuts the risk of it cuts the rate of abortion dramatically but your donations are necessary right now to get more ultrasound machines into pre-born health clinics give a gift online when you go to kbrightradio.com and click the banner that says "Preborn." cute little baby there wrapped up in a blanket or give a gift over the phone 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY, that's 833-850-2229. Call Preborn, make a donation. Every ultrasound machine could do 250 ultrasounds per year, so give a gift right now. Amy Meacham is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. Her book is called Trusting God with Every Breath, 365 Daily Devotions for Women. You can find hope for the ups and downs of life. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Book released right around Labor Day. I mean, typically when we think of devotional books, it's like, hey, you should start on January 1st with this one. Uh, when's the best time to take advantage of this resource in terms of getting started? Did you write it so that you could pretty much pick up any time? Hey, it's it's October. Let's go ahead and start. I mean, talk about the, the process that went in. To not only compiling the devotions, but the way they were arranged and how you thought they would be used.:
4: Yeah, they are um, every single day of the year. So as soon as you order your book and you get your book, you can open it up right to the day that you are at right now and you can dive right in to all the stuff that God has for you. Um, uh, yeah, they're, they're, every single day of the year. So yes, I'm the kind of person that likes to start new things on January 1st also, but that's okay. This is,
3: this is good <laughs> for any
4: single time. Um, I wrote it for women, um, specifically I'll tell you, I read the, and I've read my blog all the time because all of these truths are for anybody. Um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, whether you're 12 or 80, um, anyone can benefit from these.
0: Well, that's helpful. It's, it's good to know that uh, not only can, uh, you know, regardless of your age and this, that, and the other thing, talk about, you, you mentioned your kids earlier, and I'm a little concerned about them because it's they've been through a lot. Uh, where are they now and how is, has your writing and the ministry that God has used to kind of help heal up your soul during the trauma that you went through with your husband and his revelation and the end of your marriage? Um, how have, have you been able to, do you get the sense that uh, what you've been writing and speaking on and encouraging other people, you can actually use? In terms of helping your kids as well,
4: yeah, that would be ideal. Everyone makes their own choices, and um, let's just say the devil is out there, like a roaring lion
2: mm-hmm. trying to
4: devour anything that he can. And so, when a revelation like this happens in a family, you either do one of two things: you agree with it, or you don't. And honestly, you know, the kids are—they're doing well if you look at the world. Mm -hmm. Um, if you look at how the world wants you to be, the kids are doing great. Okay. Um, they're wonderful, wonderful kids. Um, but the repercussions of this kind of thing just has, it has a lot of repercussions. So, um, you know, mentally, you know, they're doing great as far as that goes. They're wonderful, wonderful kids. Um, and I married Mm -hmm. my new husband a few years ago, I have a Mm -hmm. bonus daughter. So that's wonderful. So, you know, God, God does great things. We move on and all of that. Uh, but you gotta be vigilant because Satan just doesn't want to quit with any of us, right? <laughs> hmm, hmm.
0: Yes. Constantly seeking whom he may devour. And uh, that's yeah. something that we need to be on the guard for. I'm um, talking with Dr. Amy Meacham today here on The Bottom Line about her brand new devotional book called Trusting God With Every Breath. There's a link for that book up at the thebottomlineshow.com. Amy, talk about the title for just a moment, because I mean, it's it's important for us we to think about having this overall overarching view of our faith and how good and godly it is. But when you talk about every breath, I mean, there's a lot more of this kind of immediacy and it seems like there's a lot more opportunity opportunity for things to you know well every breath I, I i don't know that i've even counted you know the fact that i'm trusting god with every sure. breath I'm, I'm i'm trying to just get through the day here why was it so important to use that imagery in the title
4: <laughs> i oh i totally hear you um i guess what i've kind of discovered is Instead of praying, you know, once a day, twice a day, whatever, I just need to have a constant conversation with God. He wants to know everything. Um, and I'm not talking about being ridiculous, and like, Lord, um, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of a bad example because you should talk to God about everything. But what I mean is when we trust Him for our everything, and our everything means our, our very life, it means where does your life come from, our very breath. So are you constantly trusting the Lord? to keep to get you through the day? What should you do next? You know, when you get an impression in your head to call someone, do you do that? Do you just ignore it? Um, what do you, even, even dinner, you know, moms are lonely people at home. Like, they're thankless half the time, right? Because they make dinner, and who says thank you or whatever? But, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that you're doing it for him, talk to him about it. Um, he just, he wants to know everything about you, even though he already does, but he wants that connection with you. And so trusting him with our everything just means... You're wholly surrendering to Him all the time because, honestly, it's a daily, daily thing because you have that flesh that wants to rise up and, you know, be in charge like all of us want to. So I think it's just a good reminder to to be dependent on the Lord for everything.
0: Yeah, that's a, it is a good reminder and it's a good visual image. Dr. Amy Meacham, my guest today here on The Bottom Line, the book, Trusting God with Every Breath, 365 Daily Devotions for Women, Find Hope for the Ups and Downs of Life is up at thebottomlineshow.com. Amy, what's the, 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 the hope and the best practices for using this book? There's someone who's listening to our conversation right now and they're saying, boy, that sounds interesting. And while wow, she's been through a lot. God's redeemed some parts of her life and other parts. She's still feeling like uh, there, there's still some work to be done. What are you hoping? That is conveyed to the woman or the guy who picks up a copy of this book and wants to put it in pra- into practice.
4: Well, I think they'll be reminded, um, and anything single day that they read, um, that God is with them, that they are not alone, that He um, will protect you, He will be with you, He will help. Um, surrender, give Him all of your burdens, um, and then don't pick them back up. And, um, mm. in your thoughts, um, your 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 thoughts are can take over your mind, can't they? Um and where do you get your where does this thought coming from when you look in the mirror you're like, oh man, I wish, I wish, I wish. No, 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 no. God made you perfect. You're made in the image of God. So mm-hmm. move on and, you know, think about something else. Or, you know, those fears that nag at you. You know, oh man, you know, my I don't know, he'll never come back and talk to me, or, you know, my job is just never going to get better, or whatever it is, all of that stuff is from the enemy. So um, just concentrating on what God wants you to be, do, think, and say, um, and knowing that he is always with you. He's never going to leave you. He's literally walking by you every single day. So notice that. Remember that. You know, give him the the love and the companionship that he craved that he died in the cross for I mean if you really think about it I mean we owe him everything and Amen. only through him can we fully live um, life victorious you know here on earth and also bringing people with us right
0: Amen Amen um, So yeah. All right. Well, Dr. Amy Meacham, this is a great resource. I know a lot of people are going to be blessed by it. And uh, and especially after having heard your conversation with me today and the discussion of how God is using everything that's happened, those curveballs, the straight alleys, all the, you know, and, the, and some of the softballs too that we certainly appreciate mm-hmm. coming our way every now and again. The new devotional book is called Trusting God with Every Breath, 365 Daily Devotions for Women, Find Hope for the Ups and Downs of Life. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Dr. Amy Meacham, thank you for being with us today here on The Bottom Line Show.
4: I appreciate you. Thank you so much.
0: Well, a fun conversation and uh, one done on the job there from Dr. Amy Meacham today here on The Bottom Line. Trusting God with every breath, find hope for the ups and downs of life. There's a link for the book up at com, And it's everyone Wednesday, so we throw this one into the prize package as well. We do have a copy of this book that we're giving away today. 800-227-5278. the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, trusting God with every breath, find hope for the ups and downs of life, a 365-day devotional that offers strength, it offers encouragement, it offers you the kind of hope that you are looking for when things just kind of seem to come out of nowhere and you don't know exactly what you're getting yourself into. 800-227-5278 800-227-5278 800-227-5278 the number to get you through to the bottom line we'll take a quick break and when we come back i want to talk about a curveball that can come your way that has come my way many a time and the question is can you hit the curve (laughs) we'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues 800-696-9970. Or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to The Bottom Line. My thanks again to Dr. Amy Meacham for uh, sharing with us today about her story, about her journey, and uh, what her life has really been like. Her book, Trusting God with Every Breath, is up at the thebottomlineshow.com. Find hope, for the Ups and Downs of Life, we do have a copy we're giving away at 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, Amy Meacham is a remarkable woman. Uh, we've got her link for her blog, amylenay.com, up at the com. When you consider the fact that she went from thinking she had the idyllic Christian marriage to then having a major curveball thrown out that wound up in the end of her marriage. And then the fact that she decided, okay, well, I need to do something to provide for the family. So she earned her master's degree in education, got a teaching license. Um, Before she really knew it, uh, she wound up that during the quarantine saying, okay, well, I've got to do something. So she wound up finishing her doctorate in education last year. But you think about the curveballs that came her way that have come our way think about those things that, that just literally come out of left field i was visiting a new cardiologist lisa and i recently moved and so we got new you know got a new town so we've got to get new area got to get all you know new everything together and so i was going through my medical history with this cardiologist and I was explaining you know how i got to the point where you know the aortic uh bicuspid aortic valve replacement and the ascending aortic aneurysm um done at the same time and he asked me how big the aneurysm was and i told him and he goes oh wow uh, when it's 4.5 centimeters by the time you get to uh, or millimeters or whatever it is by the time it gets to five then it could potentially burst so that's how close that was to bursting but what was interesting is to see where we all were in this in this process and he looked at the you know listen to my heart lungs sounded good ordered a ct scan they'll take a look at everything that's under the hood But then he asked me that fateful question that all doctors ask. And it's like, when did you know, you know, what were your symptoms? And I said, well, let me tell you what my symptoms were. I had a full-time job and went to grad school. I've run six half marathons. I was in the gym five days a week. And at the time of the diagnosis, I was the best physical condition, physical shape in terms of weight and exercise ability of my life. And he said, yeah, it's funny how life works like that. (laughs) I said, yeah, it really is. At the point where you think, based on what you can see, everything is fine. One thing comes up out of the woodwork and you realize it isn't fine. I had, I mean, my mom had told me when I was a kid that I had a weak heart, um, that there was a heart murmur that they picked up even at birth. And it turned out that I had part of the 2% of the population. That has a bicuspid aortic valve, which the aorta is where the clean, oxygenated blood gets pumped back into your system. And most of the valves, you've got the mitral valve and the aortic valve. They have that little three-pronged flap on top that lets the blood flow in or out. And uh, on a bicuspid valve, it's only two, so it basically has to work fifty percent harder, which means it could wear out, you know, fifty percent faster. And uh, and fifty percent because you have two instead of three. You'd say, well, isn't that a third? Well anyway um so by the time they got an ultrasound image of my thing it looked like an angry starfish that just you know got stuck in that grumpy mode and so from failing at ekg in october and our friends at wilson financial services because i was we were going for a cd alternative accountant Tess and dennis's office sent me an email and said hey look just as a friend you don't have to take my advice but we don't see people your age in your physical condition failing an EKG. You really should go see a cardiologist and a pulmonologist. And so I got the uh, earlier hospitalization CT scan that I had done six months prior, sent it to my uh, general practitioner, the late Dr. John Chang. And he referred me to a pulmonologist and a cardiologist. And four months later, I was in surgery. It moved that quickly. A year prior, I had no concept of what open-heart surgery was like. And here I was last week, sitting down with my doctor, just going back and forth, going, oh yeah, I had this and that, and I'm talking all these medical terms. Like, I know what I'm talking about, right? But the beauty of life in Christ is trusting that even when a curveball comes up, it's not a surprise to God. And I think that where it's where a lot of us as Christians see a lot of people doing the whole de-transitioning thing. You know, I'm, I'm giving up my Christian faith. It didn't work. You know, God's a myth. God's a fairy tale, et cetera, et cetera. I'll tell you what. What I have found to be most true is when the curveballs come. That's when you feel God's presence even more. There was a uh, uh, there was a movie that was made several years ago uh, called Trouble with the Curve, and it was about a guy. He was an old baseball scout, and he was having a hard time with his relationship with his adult daughter. And you know, I think Clint Eastwood was in it, or something like that. But that whole idea, trouble with the curve—that's a baseball term, meaning a curveball as opposed to fastball. Most guys can hit fastballs, but if you can't pick up the rhythm and the spin and the uh, crazy angle of the curveball, you'll never make it in the major leagues. And that's the knock on a lot of players: is that you know they can hit okay, they can field okay, but if they have trouble with the curve, it's never going to work. Brothers and sisters, it's those curveballs that make you realize how strong your faith really is. Don't shy away from them. Don't bail out on them. Stand in the box. Take your best swing. God's guiding your hands and your swing every step of the way. That is good news. And that's the bottom line.